Hello there, lovely listener, and welcome to yet another episode of Friday Night Chill with Will, and I'm Will. Um, So thank you for joining and tuning in tonight. I hope you guys have all had a pretty great week. Um, I've been having a pretty good week because I upgraded the little set we got going on here. If you're watching the video version of the podcast tonight, uh, you'll notice that, um, yeah, things look a little bit different. I got some LED strips hanging up now. Uh, We got an LED light over here. We got another one over here. And we're just getting, just we're just adding dimension to your visual experience for Friday Night Chill. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I will probably be tweaking with this little by little uh, to improve it. But I'm really digging how it looks. Um, I think it looks really cool. So I'm really excited about that. So if you're listening to the audio, none of this matters. But I just want you to know that things are visually, the vibes are definitely improved here. So that's great. So anyway, (laughs) uh, let's get, let's just jump into tonight's topic. Um, It was I, I've been pretty lucky, uh, all things considered, I think, for 2024. The topics have just kind of, like, fallen into my lap. Things have just kind of happened week by week. And um, I'm, I'm kind of grateful for that. And um, I just kind of want to preface this entire conversation um, that I am just expressing my opinion on this subject in particular. I'm not trying to attack anyone because I will be using um, personal examples and just people as examples. Um, And I just want it to be clear. I'm not trying to attack anyone. I'm not trying to say someone is some way or the other. I'm just using the information that is publicly available to um, just kind of analyze and provide some... um, my thought process on just sort of these things. Um, so first of all, uh, I'm sure you're asking yourself, well, what the fuck are you even talking about tonight? It's a very good question. So tonight we're talking about content creation and making money on the internet and just kind of how that works. Um, and just kind of my personal experience with, um, with that and just kind of the nature of it and how I feel it's changed. Um, because if you, you know are new here and uh, you haven't been on my channel very long, I, I've been posting YouTube videos for quite some time, uh, since I wanna say 2009. I got a camcorder from my dad for my birthday, I think it was my 16th birthday, and I was just filming a bunch of stuff. Um, one of the first one of the first things I wanted to do was re- review Power Ranger toys. That was the first thing I did. Um, so I got I got some figures that I had, uh, and th- th- I still had the boxes for, and they were like semi relevant and and kind of new ish at the time. They were definitely on shelves at, during the time I was you know making a video about them, uh, and I didn't even have a tripod. I was just balancing, I think I put the camcorder on my living room couch's armrest, and I reviewed the things on on my family's coffee table. I don't know, these videos are still publicly available, so I mean, just 
go back as far as you can on my channel, and I'm sure you'll find them. They're not great. They're not great. <laughs> um, but it was just something I wanted to do. I wanted to make videos on the internet uh, reviewing toys because I was watching other people on the internet do that. And I thought, that's really cool. Um, I want to do that because I really like... I was starting to get into collecting, you know, I was finally kind of getting my own money in some form, and so I wanted to start getting into collecting a little bit, and that's just what I felt led to do. And that was kind of a cool time, because it was just a thing I was doing for fun. There was never any pressure behind it, and it, it was just purely something I wanted to do, because... I had, I, you know, I had the camcorder and I just, I wanted to make stuff and people seemed to be enjoying it. And I think that's more so because of what the landscape looked like at the time. This is around 2009. So YouTube is only like a few years old at this point. So in terms of content, there is a lot on the site. But it isn't what it is today where it's just an endless supply of content. There was definitely, like, I, there was a, a somewhat finite uh, amount of content depending on, you know, the topic or your niche that you were interested in looking up. You know, in this case, it would, it would be Power Rangers. And, you know, most of the content on YouTube during that time was mostly like fan edits of like existing footage and stuff or music videos and stuff like that. And then there was like a handful of like toy reviewers who were like really good and, you know, kind of going viral for, for lack of a better word. And viral meant a very different thing back then. Um, and I don't even know if that's the right word for what was happening, but that's what it was. That, that's I guess that's a way to, to describe it. You know, uh, there were just, you know, reviewers gaining traction on the platform. And I thought it was just a fun thing. And then later on, I, f I found out um, it was a thing some of them were making money on. And I was like, oh, that could be cool. That'd be a fun thing to do and get paid for it, you know. And so I just kind of like made stuff. And the idea of making money for doing YouTube stuff was always like something that's that appealed to me and I thought it was cool but it was never something I got too hung up on um but it was something I was able to do um those earlier videos of me like just kind of messing around with my camcorder a, a lot of them were just me filming stuff in my room it was like me the camera was on me and then I was just like reviewing the toy which was a little bit different than most other reviews of that time because most people were just, like, you know, behind the camera. And so I kind of changed it up a little bit, and I don't know if it's just, like, probably me being a narcissist a little bit. I just wanted to be in front of the camera and, like, show you the thing. Um, and that's just what I did. And for whatever reason, those videos got pretty popular. Um... I mean, you can look at the view counts on some of them. There's, <laughs> some of them have like over a hundred thousand hits, and I'm just like, that's, that's really weird to think about. That, that many people, um, possibly have seen me on the internet at some point, 
or at least a 16-year-old version of me on the internet. Kind of a weird thought. I've never really thought about it too deeply, but when I start to, it's it's kind of weird, but it is what it is. Those videos still exist, and, you know, luckily, nothing malicious ever came of it. There was just, like, a, an occasional, like, bad comment or something like that, you know, someone calling me a virgin or something like that. The usual, like, trolley comments, it affected teenage me a lot more than, you know, adult me now. But, you know, that was a thing I was doing. Um, because I was doing those and those were getting so popular, um, the threshold for the partnership program was a lot lower than it is now. Um, it got lowered. <laughs> you know, the it used to be like you needed like 500 subscribers, or it used to be you needed 1,000 subscribers, and now it's 500. It used to be you didn't even need a certain amount of subscribers. It was just if you were meeting... Um, certain just criteria of making content really i think it was just like anybody could do it because i think there were just not that many people part of the partnership program at the time because youtube wasn't getting ads in the same way that it was that it is today so you know i was a part of the partnership program for a few years um and i got a decent amount of money for it um every now and then um it wasn't all the time it would be like every like couple months maybe I'd get like a solid 100, 150, you know, nothing crazy. It wasn't anything, you know, um, wild or anything like that, but it was cool to like, it, it was, it did feel validating in a way to kind of get that and just be like, oh, cool. I got paid to do that thing I really enjoyed doing, but you know, the, the rules of YouTube changed and like things happened and I wasn't maintaining the channel in the same way um just the way i wanted to make stuff was changing and so um the partnership program for me ended and i wasn't a partner anymore and so now it, my channel has been kind of been back at square one ever since and that's it, it's been whatever i i don't really care that much about it um i've just been kind of focused on having a normal job so <laughs> I, I'm bringing all this up because there's been some discourse uh, the past, like, day or two at this point. It's been over a couple days now. I don't know why it's been so long. But there's been some discourse over, like, I don't know, the, the amount of money people are making and just the way your audience consumes your content and just kind of, like, just kind of complaining generally about your presence on the internet and just like your engagement. And I think one of the quickest ways to get people disinterested in anything you're making on the internet is to complain that no one is watching it. And I understand the sentiment of the creator to be like, man, this really sucks, this thing that I'm working really hard on. Um, no one's watching it. No one cares about it. I understand that feeling because I've had that feeling. I've experienced that a lot of times. Um, you know, a lot of my content isn't the best best, but there's definitely been projects that I've worked on and that I've put some real decent effort into, and that just wasn't received with that same... Um, I guess, uh, 
enthusiasm that I had, you know, making it and putting it out. Um, and that's not like the audience's fault that they just didn't resonate with, you know, the thing that I was making. It's kind of, when stuff like that happens, it, it kind of boils down to like kind of your fault because you're not paying attention to what people are responding to. Because YouTube is one of those things that's changed so much since 2005, I think is when YouTube opened. And so it's been nearly 20 years at this point, which is weird to think about. And the platform has gone through phases and I've tried kind of my own way of adapting to those phases, I guess, because my, my channel's kind of had eras for, for lack of a better word. You know, we had the initial review era, um, which was just kind of the the ones that were just kind of dumb. I wasn't really thinking about them, but those just got like stupid popular for no reason. And then there was um, like me actually, you know, sitting down and trying to provide a more structured, traditional uh, review for other stuff. Um, and that was that was like fine. That was probably my most consistent era, if I'm if I'm honest. And then we kind of had my little, uh, I guess, reporting era where I was just kind of like reporting on uh, news with, with like Power Rangers and stuff like that. That was just kind of the thing I was doing. And then uh, there was another era that definitely happened. And then now we're here in this era, the Friday Night Chill era, um, the, the sort of more laid back and just kind of talking about whatever I want era. Uh, and trying not to be one particular thing era. And I think that's important when you're making stuff. And, you know, being stagnant is definitely comfortable and definitely easy because you kind of know the flow of what to do because you've done it that specific way for so long. But I think it's also pretty ignorant to ignore uh, just trends and, like, what's going on with them, especially when you're making stuff on the internet, because the internet is the home of trends, and it's especially YouTube. Like, YouTube has, like, just like my channel's gone through those phases, YouTube's gone through phases, you know? Um, we've had the sort of DIY era... Um, I would say the past couple years we've been in that sort of commentary style podcast era. So, you know, YouTube has evolved and changed and, you know, different types of content gets pushed out like throughout the years if you're paying attention. We had the makeup guru kind of era where like I would say a lot more people than normal were getting like recommended like makeup channel videos that some weren't even really interested in makeup, but they were just kind of getting involved in that kind of community. It just kind of depends. And I think when you try isolating yourself and don't pay attention to stuff like that, um, it's good that you are, I, I don't know, like standing firm in what you want to do creatively, but at that same time, I think it it is a hindrance and it and it can hurt you in the long run 
because if you're not adapting, like, the, the way you're doing things can only last so long. If you're unwilling to adapt to the environment and, like, the way, th- you know, the way things are changing, then you're eventually going to get left behind. And that's just sort of a harsh reality. It, it is what it is. And so when stuff like that happens and, you know, your viewing habits change for your audience, um, it just, it doesn't look good when you go on the internet and then just start talking about how you're disappointed because viewership is down. And it's like, it, it's understandable. That feeling is understandable. It's valid. It's, I'm not trying to just, you know, say that you shouldn't feel bad, um, but when you openly vent about it in that way on the internet, like to your audience, and even if it's not like your direct audience that you make content for normally, um, people still see it, and it's just like, it, I don't. I, people just kind of don't care. They don't care about that part. Um, it, it it's just. It's just kind of like a harsh reality, you know? It's, it is it is what it is, and you just got to try and figure out stuff to, to do stuff differently. And that's definitely something I've been trying to figure out. Um, you know, with the platform changing as much as it has and, like, new features being added, it just, for me personally, it gets overwhelming to figure out the best way I can go about growing the channel and like, you know, getting, you know, reaching a, a, a newer audience and people who haven't seen me before. And there are definitely tools to do that. You know, you have shorts now, which I should definitely be implementing more, especially since I make podcast content on here. And so I should definitely be like clipping bits of the episodes. So that way, you know, people aren't just subjected to one big ass episode all the time you know there's little bits that will you know kind of float around and people can catch that and be like oh what's this guy all about and then they actually like tune in and watch my stuff um you know in that same way um if you're making other content that is um you know different in style um like animation or something of that nature um i think it's important to you know adapt as well and like use stuff that YouTube provides really to just sort of diversify your content because you can be making great stuff and like the work ethic that goes into it it's is great the amount of work that goes into it is admirable and I don't think anyone wants to discredit any of that work but at a certain point it just kind of all looks like the same thing and it looks like it hasn't changed that much. The only thing that's changed is some of the effects have gotten a little flashier or some of the things have gotten a little smoother because software has improved and you're able to edit things a little bit differently. And they are definitely significant changes and they're, those are definitely like good things and they're definitely quality in, in terms of what you're looking at. But if the content isn't changing in any meaningful way, I don't think people are willing to stick around very long for stuff like that. And so eventually people's tastes change and they start leaving because 
they want to consume content on this niche thing. But if you're doing the same thing you've always been doing, it's it's just kind of you're you're fighting an uphill battle, and you got to be willing to just kind of experiment with your format a little bit and change up a few things. And it's not asking you to rebrand the nature of your content entirely, but it's just to just change up some stuff. Like just the way you're going about making stuff, like what you're talking about specifically. It's just little things. And I really think it, it isn't as big of a thing as people want to make it. Now, the thing about sharing like that information about viewership being down and, and stuff like that and, you know, how it affects y- your revenue um, and how much income you're, you're making, basically. Um, I- I'm a very firm believer in that your financial situation is just kind of your business and really kind of no one else's except for, I I would say, people you trust. You definitely don't owe an explanation to a bunch of strangers on the internet about your financial situation is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, There are very specific circumstances that I think um, asking for an explanation is justified. One example that I will use um, is let's say you're doing like a GoFundMe for a specific thing. Then yes, I think in that particular instance, it's important that you're being transparent about where that money is going um, because it's other people's money and you're basically managing it for them. And so you should be transparent about where that money is going and making sure it's being used for the correct purpose. Now, when you like go on the internet and like post basic what is basically your your paycheck stub for lack of a better word um i don't know i don't think that's a good thing to be doing i don't think that's a thing people need to be doing i don't think it's very smart to be doing that because i i just don't money is such a like a touchy subject for certain people and it really kind of depends on who you talk to but everyone's financial situation is so different as well it's just i i don't think it's just a good look Um, especially when you talk about, when you talk about like viewership being up and down and stuff like that, and just kind of the amount of money you're making kind of changing. I I don't think that's a part of content creation that people are really invested in. And I understand, um, I understand where the creators are coming from because it's not, it's different because it's their reality. You know, their finances are their current reality and what they're experiencing and it's their livelihood. And that's like, I, I totally get that. And, and, you know, we've all, I think, vented on the internet uh, just about how, how our current financial situation is. Um, but I think it's important to just kind of, just kind of keep that stuff vague unless it's like people you trust or if it's in like an appropriate setting, like, a work like a workplace for example you know where like you're with a bunch of your coworkers. i think that's a perfect place to be discussing your finances and how much you're making because more often than not someone is getting paid more than the others and nobody realizes it and everyone should be getting around the same amount of money and then in those situations i've seen it happen plenty of times there's usually someone being 
massively, grossly underpaid compared to everyone else. So in that specific situation, talking about your finances, uh, talking about your finances, I think is perfectly fine. But when you're constantly talking about like how much money you're making from the internet, um, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's a good look. I don't think it looks, I don't think it's very mature in any kind of way to be doing that. And it's, and it's in any capacity, whether you're making a lot or a little bit of money, I, I don't care which way it, it that leans. I think either way is very immature to be talking about your finances so transparently, your personal finances, to a bunch of strangers on the internet. Because no one on the internet is owed an explanation for your financial situation. So I don't think it's smart to be doing stuff like that. And I think that kind of ignorance can come from a lack of experience. Um, because what I'm, what I'm noticing a lot uh, with modern content creation is a lot of people, um, this is like, this is like TikTokers and stuff like that. For some people, like social media and like, you know, content creation is becoming people's first job. And that's both cool and I think there's also a big problem with that because I think it's great that we have so many outlets available that people can basically, you know, create what is essentially a small business very easily and that it's very easily accessible and a lot of people can, can do that. I think that part is great. But the thing that gets me is when I see a bunch of young people doing it, there's a benefit to having, I, I think there's like a social hierarchy in terms of like jobs that I think people should have. And this is just me being in the workforce since I turned 18. I, I was 18 when I got my first job. I worked at a laser tag store, did that for a couple of years, went from that to working in a warehouse um, and then, uh, you know, it was like a forklift driver. And then from there, I started working in an office. And then it was kind of just meandering in that kind of industry. I've done various other things like selling internet and, you know, driving for Uber Eats, you know, just doing a bunch of different stuff. And I think the accessibility of like online work is great. But I think there's a there's an element of learning that's missing from that specific setup. And especially when it's an operation where you are your own boss, because I think there's definitely some life experience to be gained from working in an environment where you are not the boss and where you have a boss and where you're being told what to do. And, and I'm not trying to say it's because, like, I think there should be, like, some traditional pecking order and stuff like that. I don't think it, it, it's not that for me. But for me, I think that sort of experience in my jobs of, like, having managers and stuff like that and having people to deal with that weren't me making kind of, like, all these changes and stuff and all these decisions really helped shape, you know, the type of worker I want to be because, um, you know, I was just making stuff for fun on the internet at 18. You know, I, you know, I wasn't trying to like, 
be my own boss and stuff like that because like I was just trying to make money and stuff you know what I mean and then at a certain point I was just trying to put a roof over my head you know as I kind of kind of got a little bit older and like moved out of my parents house and stuff like that you know it was just a thing where my priority wasn't making content on the internet and you know being my own boss wasn't the most important thing to me nowadays um now that i know um how to market i think i know how to market myself a little bit better now that i'm older and now that i've had that experience working with different people in different environments and i've been in like managerial positions you know i i've been able to just kind of shape my job experience in a way where it's like I have more control over stuff now, so I can, like, kind of trust myself more if I were ever to be in a position where, basically, I would be my own boss. So, I'm more prepared now, I think, to be, like, to, like, do, like, content creation and stuff like that and, you know, make money doing it than I would to be, like, 18, 19, 20 years old. Because I think there's a significant amount of life experience that you're lacking when you're just doing that and that's like your first job so and i know that sounds harsh and i know that's not an accessible thing for everyone some people don't have a car or they're too far away from like um you know different places so like online based jobs are kind of what they have to do and i totally understand if that's what you have to do you gotta do what you gotta do especially in this economy man it's fucking rough out here but I don't think enough people's expectations of, you know, what the job market is um, align correctly. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it. And, you know, I I think it's just really important that if people want to go into, like, content creation, that you have a solid foundation, like, doing, like, other jobs first and i i really think that if you're younger and you're like just starting out on the internet um i i don't know i i just think it's very important that you build a solid real life work foundation first before you start you know just kind of being your own boss because i think you kind of like you miss out on stuff and then when it comes to talking about specific subjects, you kind of sound ignorant in certain aspects and it you just end up not coming across as good as you should be. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say, uh, really. Um, I, I hope I was clear uh, in what I was talking about tonight. Again, I'm not meaning to attack anybody Um, That's not the intention of what I was doing tonight. I just kind of wanted to talk about content creation and just kind of my experience with it. And, you know, um, I want to continue growing this channel. You know, know, this thing is still at a point where if I did start making money for it, it would be very much a side thing. And that's just because of the state of um, our economy at the moment and just kind of the job market as it is, you know, um, content creation is very, can be very, 
unsteady and inconsistent. And so you really got to, if this is a thing you want to do, you really got to find ways to adapt. And, and um, I don't know, man, you got to figure stuff out and you got to figure it out fast. You know, I have, I have friends that, you know, do art for a living and, you know, it's rough out here, man. It's rough out here. And for, for me, my biggest thing is, is stability. That's just kind of like something I need. And, um, when it comes to content creation, I know that at this point in my life, it's not really a thing that it can be. And I think it's important to have that conversation with yourself if you are making content and if you are like trying to dedicate a lot of time to it and trying to make it a full-time gig, um, I really think it's important to have that conversation with yourself and being like, is this really feasible? Is this really something I could be doing um, for sure right now? Um, because maybe it's just not the right time. And that's kind of what I've figured. And I've just, maybe it's just something I tell myself to make myself feel better. But I don't know. Like, I, I think everything happens when it's supposed to for people. And, like, if you're making stuff and if you've been making stuff a long time and you just feel like maybe you haven't found your niche or you haven't found your audience yet, um, I think you just got to keep doing it and you'll do it. And I think if it's if it's supposed to be a thing where, you know, you're very clearly supposed to be doing this one thing and, like, making stuff for a living, then I think those signs will become clear. That, that you should be doing it. But it also could be a thing where maybe you're just in a season where you just need to take a break and do something else. You know, our, you know, we're on this planet for so long, depending on how you look at it, you know, around maybe 80 years, you know, on a, on a good day. Um, and I don't know, man, you can just do so much in this life. And... I think it's perfectly reasonable to go through seasons where you just kind of take a break from a certain thing. Even if you were like doing it forever, um, maybe take a break from it and like figure out something else to do. And then from that, maybe you find a new perspective for the thing you've always been doing. I don't know, but I I just think it's important to, to, to just have conversations with yourself uh, when making content creation and just having those candid conversations with yourself and just being like, is this reasonable? Is this feasible? And should I be doing this? So, um, yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to say tonight. You know, I... Again, hoping I wasn't being a dick. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I'm just not, I'm not trying to attack anyone. It's not what the purpose of this was. I'm just trying to give some insight on all this. And, um, you know, thank you all for listening and bearing with me and um, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, if you guys are new to the show, to the channel, to Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, uh, make sure you hit subscribe and like the video, or write the the podcast, whichever one of those things you feel you feel led to do. 
Um, I would greatly appreciate those things. And uh, follow me on all the social media stuff, TikTok, Instagram, and I'm on Blue Sky Social now because that opened up to the public this week. So yeah, if you'd like to follow me on there, I'm on there now. And I will probably be redirecting a lot of my posts regarding the podcast to that specific platform because I don't want to use the other one because I'm over it. So again, thank you all for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it as always, and I will see you next time for another Friday Night Chill.